Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning into the podcast. My name is Stephen Beckman. I'm the chief executive nobody of the Mesh News Project. The Mesh News Project is the mothership of the Pro 2.0 podcast. You can hear more episodes of the Pro 2.0 podcast without an app at the address of podcasts with an S, podcasts dot COINTELPRO, the number two, and then zero spelled out, that's Z-E-R-O. So that's podcasts dot COINTELPRO, the number two, Z-E-R-O dot com. There's also some companion videos we have for the, the COINTELPRO 2.0, and that is at videos with an S, videos dot COINTELPRO, the number two, and then Z-E-R-O dot com, as well as just the online resource center that is COINTELPRO, the number two, and then ZERO.com. That is a great resource with articles and videos and podcasts all in one. And that is for people who are targets of gang stalking, mobbing, workplace harassment, um, tips and tricks and strategies for whistleblowers and government leakers and even journalists who might be under the thumb of oppressive means or uh, a large group of people who would employ these tactics even on the corporate side, seeing as COINTELPRO 2.0 tactics are also used on targets that, you know, a corporation might deem as a threat or what have you. And since the commercialization of the military industrial complex, these services are available to those who run in those kinds of circles. So visit the website, check out the resource. That's COINTELPRO, the number two, ZERO.com. Hey guys, um, my name is Steve. I'm the CEN, Chief Executive Nobody of the Mesh News Project. This is the COINTELPRO 2.0 podcast. I just wanted to pop in here and give you kind of an analog for kind of understanding the progression of things because I was just having a kind of... Usually when I'm working shit out, like a thought, I'll say it out loud because there's something that happens in your brain where when you say it out loud and you hear it back again, you're like, okay, that doesn't sound right or that sounds like bullshit now now that it's out of my head. Now it stops being a thought. And then I spoke it into the universe, and now it's going back through my filter system, hearing it back in my ears. I'm like, oh, that sounds like bullshit. So I like to do that exercise quite a bit. So I was doing that, I was working through it. And while I was working through it, like, the most perfect analogy hit me. And, you know, I hate to contrarian the gang stalking stuff, but ultimately, you know... That's that's a significant part of the challenge, right? Because, I mean, you could run away from radiation. You could run away from, you know, you can move to get away from people, etc. But the gang stalking, it's out of control. Like, I tried moving from San Diego County to Orange County for a little while. I was like, I got a job up here in Orange County. So why don't I just live up here? You know what I'm saying? To see if my situation changes. Um, I've been to Riverside County, you know, where they have Temecula and the wine country and everything in Southern California. 
Um, same shit there. Like, leaving doesn't solve my problem. I've literally, like I've told you guys before, I've had people follow me across state lines. It's that bananas. Like a whole, like, posse of, like, people on the fucking road. Just crazy. It's crazy. But you have to understand... I want to use a couple of things for an, as an analog. Because they're so good. And everybody knows it. And so it can be easily, like, picked up. And, um... I was uh, saying out loud this stuff. Oh, hey, I just got shot by some radiation by some fucking tweaker because that guy should be, uh, you know, either asleep or at work right now. It's the middle of the night. I fucking hate meth heads. There are so many people in construction that do meth. You have no fucking clue, bro. Like, especially here in SoCal, little side note, the cartel guys, a lot of their guys, because they need to cheat on their taxes, right? Like, how did you afford this Escalade? How come you have this house or whatever? And um, so they'll have all of a sudden these big cash injections from doing, you know, criminal shit. And so how they uh, cover it up is by, like, doing, like, a simple job. Not that construction is simple, but it's easy to find a job, like, pushing a broom or digging a hole or what have you. Well, what they did is they've started, they control the market now in construction sites, and now everyone gets their dope. And when I say dope, I mean meth, methamphetamine. They gets it from the Hispanic organized crime, the cartels here. And a lot of these guys work a job pushing a, sho- pushing a broom, uh, uh, you know, uh, using a shovel because it's an easy to pick up job. They can be moved around a lot. Um, it allows them to cheat on their taxes when they get big cash injections from doing criminal shit. And, um, so like so many of the construction workers out here in SoCal, at least I used to work on a job site, even back then, even back then when I worked on a job site, like in my twenties, I'm fucking 40 years old now, literally four zero. Um, they are even. They were even smoking that shit, but like now it's gotten so out of control. Like so many people I knew who work, in, they all got into that shit. Like all of them, because everyone's because you know, believe it or not, like that's how you know what I'm saying these guys can you know pull a you know do two jobs in one day instead of one, etc. Um, and so you know, at first they start doing it because it's like, oh, well, I can start making more money and I got kid, but like. I just don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand the whole meth thing. Like, who looks at meth and says, "You know what? This is going to be different for me." I know everybody else. It ruins their life. They'll sell their baby. They lose their teeth. Um, they're at a motel six having sex with hookers. Eventually, you know what I'm saying. Um, I know that happens for literally everybody else but me it's going to be different meth is going to be different for me it's totally not going to be a a, a, a a slow destruction of my life i just don't get it but there's a lot of meth users and um on job sites and construction is a honorable profession there's lots of very very skilled workers in construction but um a lot of these guys they get on that dope so, 
Anyways, I was just being harassed. They're shooting one of those little tiny um, radiation sappers at me. Out of this truck that just drove by. Anyways. Anyways. I was sitting here and I was working out this thing. And out loud. Because as, as one does. Who understands that your ears are an additional cognitive filtering system. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm a C student in life, man. Right? I was a C student in high school. C student in college. But, uh. I was still smarter than the other C students because I've always been willing to be wrong and okay with being wrong and always wanting to learn. I would just, that's how, you know what I'm saying, I would either have to outwork people, work twice as long as the people smarter than me, or be willing to be wrong about shit, or be willing to, you know, watch that two-hour lecture about shit that I don't want to watch, but, you know, I'll... It'll apply somewhere later down the line or whatever. I swear to God, like, that's the cheat code. If you're a dummy like me, the cheat code is be humble and be okay with being wrong. I swear to God, it's, I don't know what it is now that I'm like, not that I'm way up in my years, but now that I'm 40, there's this like pattern of people who are confident are usually fucking doofuses like you really like check them or test them what the fuck they know they don't know what the fuck they're talking about especially when they're confident um but the people who are well studied or they know a lot about a lot they only got there because they knew that they were had to be comfortable with being wrong about a lot so they could be eventually be more right than they are wrong to become an expert and people who most people who are experts in something or really good at something have something that's called um, what do you call it? It's called uh, fuck. What the fuck is it called? It's called man. Now I'm gonna look that shit up. Imposter syndrome. That's what I was thinking of. Imposter syndrome. That's what it's called. When people are really good at something, they're usually the first person that doubt themselves because to get really good at something you have to be okay with being wrong and uh, eventually that becomes so essential to your learning process and becoming an expert is being okay with failing and being wrong that um it becomes like a go-to emotion it's called yeah it's it's called um yeah it's called that imposter syndrome it's always the people who are so confident about what the fuck they know who are usually the fucking doofuses. That's just like a, something I'm starting to notice as I'm getting up there now. Um, and it's the people who actually know what the fuck they're talking about, who are humble, and they'll be willing to entertain your crackpot bullshit ideas because they're now saying, well, oh, maybe this motherfucker knows something I don't know. It's just something, I don't know, anybody else notices, but, like, the more experts I learn, the least of an expert they are. And the people who know, you know what I'm saying, know quite a bit and, like, can hold a conversation, but don't profess to be experts and are willing to listen to someone else and be wrong about something, like, 
are usually the people who actually know a lot more. It's it's crazy. Anyways, um, you'll find, I want to get to this really quick, you'll find that, um, especially in my situation, that I'm having people, like I said before, uh, I just want to use this analogy because I want you to go and watch this because it's going to be really good homework. So you can at least understand the mindset of, because like I said, the gang stalking, the reason why the gang stalking sucks is because even though you're going through a hard thing, right? The COINTELPRO shit, or maybe it's just the gang stalking, but even though you're being harassed, etc., it's group organized harassment, you still have to live your life in town. And what happens is these people coordinate to poison your food, um... I mean, there's this great movie called No One Saw a Thing, where this guy just got murdered in the middle of this uh, middle, middle of this small town, and just everyone's just like, I didn't see nothing. I, I don't know what the fuck happened. You know what I'm saying? And, like, it was because everybody in town had their fucking hands dirty. But this film called No One Saw a Thing, it's a real thing that fucking happened. And these people went and made a documentary about it, interviewed all these people in town. It's actually something good. But that's not what I want you to go watch. But what happens usually is like like the people who are fucking with me on the day to day like i revel I, I, the day that i'm able to have somebody get in my face and say shut the fuck up do you know what i'm saying and then like call me out on my bullshit just in plain language right i i i i, I rue for that day but, like, I could go to any county and I have these problems within five days of, of being there. It's crazy. Anywhere in, in SoCal. All the different counties of SoCal. I mean, I've even crossed state lines in Oregon. I had these fucking people following me and fucking harassing me. Uh, because, you know, it's the U.S. government. And then what the U.S. government does is then they'll start weaponizing local people. They'll start getting them crazy. They know how to, just like how you can get charged, you know, how they're trying to charge Trump for, like, um, there's a charge called, um, initiating a riot, right? You can get charged for that, believe it or not. It's because they know that people in large groups get easily emotionally swayed by nonsense, and that's why it's a charge, because you can easily weaponize lots of people to do really horrible things, and nobody thinks, because groupthink, like, we just switch into groupthink mode, but it's crazy, like, the mentality of the people who um, I get the harassment from, they'll fucking, like, I just came back from In-N-Out. I had In-N-Out for dinner. Um, there was five people there uh, just waiting, and then, like, they were pulling out in front of me when I showed up just to, like, fuck with me, like, pulling out their cars real quick. So I have to slam on my brakes and then I move in. There'd be another one <laughs> come right out real quick. Like they do that shit like to punk me. You know how like if you're walking in the high school and then like jocks will try to punk you or whatever. Like, but they're doing with their fucking cars and shit because they knew I was on my way because people keep slapping all these fucking GPSs on my car all, all the time. So like I'm just so they like to fucking they already know what where I'm on my way to or what have you. But, uh, yeah, so I was on my way to go do that, and then these motherfuckers just waiting there for me to fucking harass me. I don't know, I don't know any of these people. That's another thing. You really need to grasp the mental illness that you're experiencing when you hate a person you don't even fucking know. 
And this isn't somebody on the news or anything else. This is just because the group hates this person. It's crazy. It's a mental illness. It is. It's... You should never... Like, unless someone's a literal criminal... Um, and they're, you know, harmful to your community. But, you know what I'm saying? We're not even going to get into that. I already fucking slam dunk on these fucking doofuses. Anyways, what happens is this mentality of this bullying mentality. We're now like, let's like, I've reached the point where I'm like getting in these people's faces. I've made postcards. I made a flow chart. I would tell you, man, people and people in my town, though, after I literally put that flow chart out, because believe it or not, a lot of a lot of these doofuses, they fucking listen to the podcast, too. They even try techniques that I teach you guys. <laughs> they try to do it on me after I explain them more fully and the strategy behind them. And then you can see them trying them out on me. <laughs> like I teach the class, motherfucker. What are you doing trying to use this shit on me? It's hilarious. Um, a lot of white knighting shit like that. That's a whole podcast. It's a real podcast called White Nighting. It's about a strategy for um, uh, group stalking. Anyways. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, like, you... The group that starts harassing you starts to get this mindset that it's less about... Like, in my case, um, I put out the flow chart. I, you know, I've handed out flyers. I thought making like little videos showing people, you know, going into police stations and getting the fucking district attorney involved. Like I literally got the fucking district attorney involved. I got records on the phone. Like it's bananas. It's fucking bananas. But, um, like anyways, what happens to the people is a lot like the movie hot fuzz. And if you are just listening to this podcast for education or you're curious and about these scenarios. What happens though, is the people, you know, the, the movie hot fuzz, what ends up being the main protagonist is a group of people in town who think that what they're doing is means that they're the good guys, right? They're act, they act like they're the good guys, but what they're doing, they can't do in public. And they have to do it collusively and secretly, and they have to fucking cover up their tracks, etc. You know, it's, um, but they think they're the good guys. They're convinced that they're the good guys. They're doing something that's right, ultimately, right, in the movie Hot Fuzz. Um, which you have to understand the people who engage in this stuff, this gang stalking, because I will tell you, a lot of it matches that hot fuzz movie mentality of the protagonist, the, you know, end boss, where a group of people will just think that they're right because they're a group of people who are engaging in this abuse towards a person, towards a small group of people in town or what have you. But it, man, go back and watch that movie, Hot Fuzz. Like, uh, uh, Simon Pegg, I don't want to say his name wrong. I think Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright? Yeah, Simon Pegg and Edward Wright, they writ, wrote and I think directed it. Such a great movie. And they got some great sequences in that movie. The more I'm now, the more documentaries and stuff that I make, the more I watch films now and like dissect them. Like, oh, he did this because of that and whatever. It's 
it's a really good movie because it's also really well well edited uh, on top of uh, being super funny. Visual comedy is an art, um, but so is like some of the sequences they do anyways. Uh, but go watch that movie Hot Fuzz. Like, it's so crazy. That's what ends up happening to the group who is harassing you, especially if you are a non-criminal, you have cleared your name, even though you've been smeared or what have you. The group still will assault you, fucking put shit in your food, etc. And you go back and watch that movie Hot Fuzz and really pay attention to the protagonist at the end. These people at the end thought what they were doing, even though it was they didn't want to be caught doing it, they still thought they were the good guys. They thought they were doing something that was right and justified. And it just goes to show you that even as adults, because I'm telling you that's a reality, that seems like a movie mentality, but fuck is that a reality the more and more I'm going through this gang stalking stuff. And really that should be like 101 if you really wanted to study the mindset of people who get into the gang stock. And I'm talking about people not working for the city because usually the city will implement those programs um, to harass people in town, maybe who like... Maybe some cops did something stupid and now the city doesn't want to be on the hook for like a lawsuit or maybe they want to scare some people out of their um, their houses so they can get them on the cheap and they'll and they'll do a quick sale or because the city wants to develop that part of the land or maybe you pissed off somebody in city government like this is a real thing a real reason why gang stalking happens in cities across America it's really stupid. It's one of the reasons why they say you can't beat City Hall. And there's and you have to also remember that city governments employ the most people usually in your city and or town. Like city, like a metropolis or town, like a, 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 a suburb, usually is the biggest employer, too, of that city. Uh, they got the fire department. They got the motherfucking cop, the police, the cop shop, you know. They got the water district. They got the school district. They got the construction crews. Um, you know what I'm saying? They got city administration. They fucking... I mean, oh, there's so many things that go... Water tr water treatment plant. Like, guys, like, there's so many things that go into a city and a city government. There's so many employees of a city that these people, they'll... You know what I'm saying? To, to kind of like climb the ladder within the city and get their pension and um, they all follow suit like if somebody in the city government or whatever is like yeah hey this guy's our new bag of dicks and we're going to be fucking with this dude and so you have that huge network of people that let's say the reason why you're being gang stalked like one of, the, one of the reasons if you guys don't remember is I had some local cops and some NSA contractors try to extort me for money and they're working together. San Diego's really relies on the military. So there's just a fuck ton of people who have clearance who live here in town. And um, they did, they were not successful. So, you know what I'm saying? So then this shifted over to a smear job. But um, I, all those guys fell in line. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, I had people from the fire department fucking with me. I had people who work for, you know, city construction fucking with me. Um, people from the school district fucking with me. Like, because those people all work for the same 
people. Do you know what I'm saying? They all work for the same community, the same boss, essentially. And then you have to understand those people have friends. And then they go and gossip about you. And that's how so quickly you can get a community all of a sudden, like, in lynch mode. But it's crazy how the red flags do not go off. You know, like a red flag, like you're dating some girl, but then you find out her ex-boyfriend is still living with her, even though you're dating her. And you're like, wait, what? Like, right? That's a red flag. That, As an adult, you're like, I probably shouldn't keep pursuing this because obviously she hasn't transitioned to that next stage where, you know what I'm saying, this is going to work or there won't be some strife or some sort of situation where she might hook up with them. You know what I'm saying? Like obvious red flags. What happens is when people start engaging in this behavior and they're just like, why are we doing this? Like, how come we can't just call this guy out in public? Because that's a lot of this is, is, is groups of people doing things collusively and working together to fuck with somebody. But they're so convinced that they're the good guys. And it's like one of those red flags. It's like, well, right? If you're dating somebody new and you're like, Oh, well, this, this, this is going on. Yeah, it's a red flag. I shouldn't pursue that, right? As an adult, you pay attention to that. If you have kids, like, you're going to want to interview. Uh, if you have a daughter and she brings a dude home, you're going to want to fucking interview that dude. You know what I'm saying? So you can look out for red flags. It's like such a natural, uh, grown-ass man or woman thing to do. Yet when people get in these groups and they start uh, being uh, abusing local people... They don't at all consider these red, easy red flags. Like, hey, if we're the good guys, how come we're trying to make sure we don't get caught doing this? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, if we're the good guys, how come we have to sneak? You know what I'm saying? Like, how come we have to sneak what we're doing? If we're so, if what we're doing is such a ju- is such a just thing, we shouldn't have to sneak. Um, if what if our reasons for doing this was was legitimate, um, we wouldn't have, we would be able to call this guy out in public without having to be, without fear of being sued for, you know, slander. Do you know what I'm saying? But none of those flags get set off, but yet you'll have red flags for every other part of your life. But somehow when groups of people get together and they start being nasty to people, um, doing really horrible things, uh, those red flags don't go off. Simple red flags. Why do I have to sneak to do this? Okay, but okay, but if if this guy's full of shit, I should be able to. We should be able to call him out in the middle of the street when we see him. We should be able to call him out with facts to shut him the fuck up. You know, that's why we'd be justified, etc. But none of those red flags are set off. But you will find. That a lot of these people will literally, in hot fuzz, I swear to God, the ending, if you ever have to go through this experience, or you're trying to at least sympathize with somebody going through this experience like me, is the people of doing the abuse assume the decorum and the logic of the main protagonist, the main bad guys, in the movie Hot Fuzz, where the they had those people in the town who thought they got to decide who lives and who dies. And if people don't leave town, it's okay to kill them just because they think those people shouldn't be there. 
And you're like, what an insane thing. That is a crazy ass movie. Bro, I am telling you, that is a fucking documentary. When If you ever have to experience gang stalking or organized stalking. Because that becomes the logic of the people doing it. They're, they're avoiding all the red flags, right? So you'd have red flags... You, you look for red flags and things of who your daughter is dating. You look for red flags if you're starting to date a new person. You look for red flags if you're going to hire someone. But somehow, when people get into groups where they're assuming that they are superior and they are the deciders, etc., they will skip all those things. It does. It no longer becomes about, I'm the good guys or I'm doing something for the greater good. It becomes, I we are disrespecting people. We are elevating ourselves above other people, which we don't even know in most cases, because it feels good to step on people, essentially. And then that, that transitions into, we are the deciders. We decide who lives or dies. We, it, it's a very ego-masturbatory thing. It's a very mental masturbatory thing. And I will tell you, it's usually people who are quite spineless in real life. Cause let me tell you, I call these people out. It's like a, it's been, it was like a full-time job. Now it's, I understand it's like talking to a brick wall, but you have to understand these people will assume literally the same mindset and decorum and logic, logic, framework as the protagonist in the movie Hot Fuzz. And I want to go encourage you to go watch that and really pay attention to people at the end. Like they add a lot of comic relief to those people, but essentially that's what happens. These people assume that they're the deciders and it's really like these people won't be judges you know, because like a judge, you have to work a long time in the local justice department. So they know that you understand that there's all sorts of different situations. There's all sorts of different uh, processes and uh, logic frameworks. And they understand things about, you know, um, fair atonement, etc., What's a, what's a fair kind of retribution, et cetera. Like that's a process. It's just like being a construction worker. You, it takes you a long time to learn to hang drywall. It takes you a long time to fucking learn to do electrical work. It takes you a long time to be good at it. Right. And the same thing with the law, right. To decide someone's fate, but you'll find in these gang stalking groups, it'll just be local dickheads. They have no, they don't, they, they're, they just think that they're good at it. They just think that they're good at, at, at logic. They think they're good at what's right and what's wrong. Even though the people who get paid to do it, right? What, what does Joker say? If you're good at something, never do it for free. So people who are actually good at that, who do that for a job, it still takes them many years, sometimes multiple decades in their career to get to that point, to be good at that. But these are just what happens. It'll just become local dickheads who will think that now they have all those superpowers that you only get from, you know, working on the job for 20 years and the DA or whatever to start making those decisions. And really what it is, is it's this desire to sit to step on another person. Right. If 
what initially gets people into it is they, you'll usually have like some dirty cops and some shitty people in the city government talking a lot of shit about someone and making them seem like a danger. And then as it progresses, you'll have to confront these people because they get more and more and more and more aggressive. It gets insane. But after a while, if you start to engage them and you follow the patterns and you follow how this how the story plays out, like you'll finally start figuring out all the crazy shit that they've been saying about you, right? They can't say it in your face, right? Because then if if <clears throat> if what they were doing had to be exposed to the sunlight, it might evaporate. And then they're just on the hook for being a bunch of criminal piles of shit. And large groups of people don't think that they do wrong things if they all do it. Um, it's the the, the, the the diffusion of responsibility. Uh, well, if we're all guilty, none of us are guilty. So, um, but I really want you to go and study this movie. Um, it's just the, the, you know, hot fuzz is really, you really have to understand. As this progresses and you finally figure out what their problem is, you and then you and then you answer all the questions as supposedly what their reasons for things were like for me i jumped through a million hoops and really after a while it started just being the people who would harass me they just enjoyed being like yeah monkey jump for me yeah uh, you know what i'm saying like uh, um uh, make me feel okay about you make like these people they just even if you clear your name these people they're not satisfied because then that means they have to go back and first off, they have to like apologize. Hey, we are sorry. We fucking, we went too far on this shit. And then set. And then, and after that, they have to realize that like, they have to now treat you as an equal and they don't want to go back to that. They want to continue because ultimately that's what attracts us, attracts people to this, especially the people who get really hardcore into the gang stalking is what they're really addicted to is because they don't demand any actual respect in their real life and they don't possess these skills, right? It's, I guarantee you that none of the people fucking with me work for the DA, right? The people who actually have these skills of deciphering whether what they're doing is just and fair and, 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 and right or not something that it takes, you know, uh, um, you know, uh, district attorney prosecutors and then people who eventually get elected to be judges after that, you know, after putting in so much time to get to that level where they can be trusted to actually be good at doing that. Um, but these people, they just want to go straight to that. They like being the decider. They like treating you like you're less than them. They're addicted to that. And it's usually people who don't know how to fight it's usually people who are bitches. Like, let me tell you, bro, I've a million times called these people out. They just retreat. Um, they'll come back later with more people or I'll, they'll fucking put a whole bunch of poison in my, like, oh shit. like they were, they, one time they, uh, not one time, a lot, they put like vinegar, believe it or not, like vinegar can be poisonous to you and they mix it in your drinks and eventually it starts taxing you. Um, something simple like that, chlorine, um, all sorts of crazy shit, they'll put fucking pesticides in my fucking food, um, they'll make friends with, like, if there's, like, a fast food joint that I frequent, just to get, like, a quick, cheap bite, 
and they'll go in there and fucking, we just want to let you know about this. Well, did you know? And then they'll get the whole thing, right? They'll get the, the whole propaganda, even though, you know, yeah. But anyways, um, getting back to it, what they're really addicted to is treating someone else like um, a doormat. So even if you prove to these people, right? Because a lot of them enjoy you trying to fucking uh, uh, produce um, like a trail to show, hey, these smears are bullshit. This is just a retired cop who's really bored and kind of like a cunt, you know, (laughs) like acts like a mean girl, even though he's almost 70, you know, and his son's like high functioning autistic, but like not the good, not the like you know, uh, a genius kind, just like the violent doofus kind. Um, and he's saying a bunch of crazy shit and, and to a bunch of back the blue nerds in town. And these motherfuckers that just, yeah, it's crazy how tribal people are, but, uh, yeah, the, the mindset will transition. I really just want to push this. The mindset will transition to this hot buzz mentality. You should go watch that fucking movie. Simon, uh, Simon does a great job. Make it, it's, it's funny as fuck. All of his movies are great. Um, but you have no clue. It seems like an exaggeration, but listen to those people in their dialogue, especially towards the end when they explain why they're doing it, etc. Eventually, you need to understand what's motivating that. And it's this desire to treat someone else like a doormat because that person hasn't actually achieved that um, respect or, uh, um, ability to do that in their own life, but they want to wear that like a costume. Like, yeah, I'm the decider, the decider. I decide things, even though they haven't earned it. They don't pay respects to the people who who do it for a job, who are actually, you know, who are actually good at that. Um, or who know what the fuck they're doing when they're making decisions about someone else's life, et cetera. They just like cosplaying it's a cosplay and they just the logic it's so spot on you go and watch that and it seems like oh i don't know about that man people aren't crazy like that bro people get tribal and then they start doing illegal shit and then you have cops who are helping these people and instructing them how to do certain things to get away with it they'll teach them okay well you can do this but you can't do that or if you're gonna do this you want to make sure you do this or, you know what I'm saying, like, or egg him on up to the point to get him to do something and then do this, you know what I'm saying, so you can be the victim, or they coach these people, and after a while, right, when they first start doing it, they're like, oh, we're doing this because we care about our community, but, like, after a while, especially in my case, where I reach out to these people, I've, bro, I've canvassed neighborhoods, like I said, fucking videos, etc. Finally, these flow charts, I'm having people being like, oh, I didn't know this. Well, I just heard this from somebody, but I laid it all out for someone, for, for lots of people who were having a hard time following it, or they just heard one juicy thing. Because that's what essentially gossip is, is you get like five, six, seven words that you just keep repeating about someone. You know, like, this guy's a crackhead. He's a crackhead. Oh, you mean the crackhead? Oh, yeah, <sighs> Yeah, whatever crack, you know what I'm saying? You just have the same message. You just keep repeating it over and over and over. It doesn't mean if it's true or not. It just, if you have something very simple and it's something that is, um, 
repulsive, you just keep repeating it long enough, over enough. Like, people are just going to... It's just going to stick. So, anyways, you need to go back and watch that Hot Fuzz movie. I want to say that is, like, 85% spot on on the mentality of these people. Because after transitions from, we're doing this because we care about our community, to, okay, once you suffice and you fill in all those holes for those people, um, what you'll find is, is it'll transition... Because once they've gotten their hands dirty, now they know, oh, we've committed crimes. We thought we were the good guys. Um, Even though all the red flags are there to be like, we should probably go fuck ourselves. Do I work for the district attorney? No, I don't. So there are people who actually know how to do this because people who actually know how to do things get paid to do it. Um, But I somehow think because I hang drywall, you know, or I'm a stay-at-home Karen or, uh, you know what I'm saying? Or I work on Microsoft Excel all fucking day. All of a sudden, now I'm qualified to do these things that I actually can't even get paid to do. Like, it's such a delusion. But what happens is, is there's this really honest transition in the logic of their ultimate reason why they stuck around to do it is because what they really enjoy is stepping on people. And when you have an authority figure like the police being like, hey, it's okay. Listen to what I have to say. I say he's a bad man. And let me tell you how to do this. But after a while, everyone's hands get dirty. And so now they just have to. They just have. Now you're the enemy because now you can put them in jail. Especially, especially after you fucking cleared your own name. But you would not believe how fucking spot on the mentality of the people are. That coexists along with the people in the movie Hot Fuzz. And I want to definitely encourage you, if you're going through this or you want to be able to understand and sympathize, bro, I'm telling you, when they kind of explain their reasons for why they do things in the movie, it's so spot on. They just think, ultimately, they get to decide who stays, who goes, etc., and it becomes an addiction. And even though the only people we decide to make decisions about other people's lives have to work for the district attorney's office for like 20 fucking years before they even get elected to be a judge or what, you know what I'm saying? These people ultimately what is what is addicting is that um they're holding court on the streets. Do you know what I'm saying? They get to decide things. It's a very provocative sort of costume to put on. And ultimately, people who don't put up a lot of W's, people who are bullshit, you know, they don't do impressive things or you don't know their name for anything or they don't put anything out into the universe to help people, humanity or whatever. Um, they, they really gravitate towards these things because they've it's like you instantly get this thing that normally people take a long time, either having a reputation for like, you know, cracking skulls and so nobody fucks with you and you're allowed to tell, push people around and nothing happens to you. Or, you know, you work for the fucking district attorney for 20 years or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, but they don't have to do any of that. They can just go straight to the decider. I'm deciding. You know what I'm saying? I'm part of the like click, whatever. But, bro, go back and watch the movie Hot Fuzz. I want to say 85% of the logic that the uh, provoca- provocator... Uh, or, or the main provocator in the film, that group of people in the town, it is so spot on. Like it, that sounds silly and it seems like a movie, but 
when people get into groups and they get into these groups of people, etc., they start smelling their own farts, starts getting into an echo chamber, and all of a sudden they start they start um, legitimizing and reasoning the most crazy things that have the most obvious red flags too. How come we can't do this out in the daylight? How come we have to sneak? That should be that's like that should just let you know you're doing something wrong. Do you have to sneak when you do the thing? Okay, well then you're not in the right. If you have to sneak, you're not in the right. Don't sneak. You know what I'm saying? Like all these kinds of red flags that a basic adult goes through, you know, like there's red flags when I'm hiring a new guy. There's red flags when, you know, my daughter's dating somebody. There's red flags when I'm dating somebody. There's red flags before I'm going to buy this car. Does this guy have a neck tattoo? You know what I'm saying? Like, not that people with tattoos are wrong, but like this guy obviously makes, you know, life choices where he can only be employed in very segmented things. And, you know, by the, by the looks of this car I'm about to buy, he probably doesn't, you know, operate in those sectors. You know, he probably is not a very, you know, mainstream musician. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, like, your normal adult life you'll apply red flags to. But all of a sudden, that goes out the door once you're allowed to dis- put on this costume that you decide what happens around here. Do you know what I'm saying? It's, it's a very provocative thing that usually law enforcement is coached on to learn to weaponize groups, to learn to give them certain things, to make them feel like they're part of something, etc. And really they're not. And yeah, it's crazy though. Go back and watch that movie Hot Fuzz. I'm telling you, that's like homework. If you really want to understand what the people who are dishing it out, a lot of the people's mindsets, it's more so about I'm the decider. Right? I haven't earned this in life, but now I get to put it on like a costume. It makes me feel very important. My wife doesn't suck my dick anymore because I'm not very important to her anymore. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, um, m- you know, my, my husband doesn't pay attention to me anymore. So, but, you know, but I get to feel really important. And like, I'm doing things when I go in this group where we go and be mean to this dude in a group like, and really just like in the movie Hot Fuzz, it's. What's attractive about it is they're the deciders. Do you understand? And yeah. So if you're trying to sympathize or you're trying to get into the heads of the people who are fucking with you, um, go watch Hot Fuzz and pay attention to the ending because it seems silly. But uh, take it from some dude who's been in this since fucking 2013 now. Jeez. A goddamn decade. I apologize for my French. My English is even worse. But, oh my God, a decade, God. Anyways, um, yeah, it's what's provocative about it is being able to treat someone like a doormat and then also to feel like a decider. I decide these things. And it seems crazy, but groupthink, man. Fucking groupthink um, and people's delusion and then, you know, your hands are dirty. My hands are dirty. Now, you know what I'm saying? No witness, no crime. It's crazy. But ultimately, I wanted to talk about the movie Hot Fuzz. Not only because it's a great movie, but, man, is it so spot on when you hear the logic of the people. So if you really want to understand this, and it's not really homework, right? It's a great movie. 
you know, pop it in. Um, I hope he makes another one. It was a great movie. Uh, uh, so you're going to laugh, but you're also going to like watch this and pay attention to this. You're going to be like, oh man, that's a fucking nightmare. And that's people have to go through these people who have this in their head. That's why they're doing these things, these bad things is because ultimately they just, it sounds like a movie, but like I've dealt with these people. I've gotten to the nitty gritty on a lot, a lot of these motherfuckers are doing. And I'm telling you, it's damn near spot on. They had to embellish a little bit, but fuck, is it like perfect? <laughs> like it really is just these delusional suburbanites and the people who are really hardcore about it. Um, ultimately what addicts them is just being able to treat other people like a doormat and then they get to like, it's like, uh, yeah, it's, it's cosplay. They get to put on this thing that they can do to, they are doing to someone like a costume because they don't get that in their real life because no one respects them like that because they haven't earned it, but go watch that movie. It's great. And that's just what I want to talk about. Sorry, I was long winded. I just felt like. God, is that so spot on? Yeah, go watch Hot Fuzz. I want to thank you for listening as we pull back the curtain. Now, we are a zero-profit news project. Not a 5013C nonprofit, but a zero-profit passion project. We don't make money doing this at all. So we don't have sponsors, but we do endorse necessities and organizations that are worth your time and money. So, you know, whether you're a target of COINTELPRO or just one of the 55,000 plus listeners to the podcast, I recommend getting yourself a Faraday bag. That's F-A-R-A-D-A-Y. A Faraday bag or a Faraday sleeve for your mobile device. They make Faraday backpacks and phone sleeves and even sleeves to put your key fobs in so you can put your laptops and your tablets and all sorts of things in these bags at different sizes. And, you know, especially for the key fobs, because as key fobs become more and more smarter, you know, your car keys, um, who knows what kind of tracking tech can be used maliciously in your car key fobs. So they actually make those as well. Uh, there are many brands. I don't recommend, I don't, and you know, recommend a particular brand. They all do the same thing. But there are brands out there called Mission Darkness, uh, Hadoofy, that's H-O-D-U-F-Y, um, Silent Pocket is another brand name, just to name a few. They all work the same, but they have different stitching and features and price points, so whatever brand you choose, you need to get yourself one, as the security state is continuing to violate the Constitution, and your God-given American rights to privacy. It's not about if you have nothing to hide, it's about the principle that the Fourth Amendment is not conditional. Now, did you know the Department of Homeland Security can put you on a domestic terror watch list just for homeschooling your kids outside the brainwashing and dumbed-down public school system? That's 100% a fact. Because of this, you know, I want to endorse the Ron Paul homeschool system. And you can find it, find it at ronpaulhomeschool.com. It teaches your kids in domestic terror, such as critical thinking, comprehension, high-standard education that surpasses the public school systems. And in levels above, like, third grade, I'm pretty sure the system is entirely video-based and automated online. So it doesn't require mommy and daddy to be full-time teachers. They can do this from a desk in their room on, like, an inexpensive Chromebook. Well, you can still grow, like, a home-based business, have a grandparent or childcare monitor, uh, monitor their day-to-day -day or whomever you see fit. And then allow them to have the important social stimulus at like an after-school program like the Boys and Girls Club, dance, sports, MMA, whatever. 
But overall, it's time for this country to raise thinkers and doers, not sheep and robots that reinforce the status quo, which is why I cannot enough recommend the Ron Paul homeschool system. Um, in addition to this, the Mesh News Project would like to recommend to families becoming a member of a mosque, a temple, or a Christian church. Even if you don't know what you believe or you don't believe anything at all, what public schools don't teach you is ethics. That's where church comes in. In many degree programs in higher education, there's often a course called ethics, but that's in higher education. You know, like business ethics, medical ethics, judicial ethics, etc. Where school where, where school teaches, public school just teaches education, not even that well, church fulfills the portion that's not covered in schools, and that is human ethics. So not only do churches provide ethics trainings for your kids, but it also gives them social interaction within the environment of high ethics. So even if you're not a believer, have that discussion with the kids, just like you did with Santa Claus. You know, this is overall, it's just an imperative ingredient for raising good people. And when they turn 18, tell them they can do whatever they want. But until then, their ass belongs to Jesus. And finally, we would also like to endorse, you know, shit hits the fan skills, like learning basic home and auto repair, uh, learning how to do food and water storage. You can learn all that stuff like on YouTube and learn 3D printing and, you know, 3D printing for parts, etc., or even for firearms. You have to understand, you know, the pandemic really opened our eyes to, you know, the, the country could short, shut down in just the littlest of time. And you may not have access to many resources. Banks might be shut down. You know, who knows? But with 3D printing, you can go online to like places like the Gatalog. That's G-A-T, like Gats, Gatalog.com. And they can they teach you everything about 3D printing your own firearms. And they're legal. It's legal. It's within the law. It's not illegal. They're not ghost guns. Um, it's legal within the law or they wouldn't be able to exist. Go to the Gatalog and other online resources. And, you know, also if things shut down, you might need to print things like parts, replacement parts, whatever. So 3D printing, absolutely. Um, aside from basic, like food and water storage skills and home and auto repair skills is an imperative. Um, it's just like insurance. You know what I'm saying? You pay insurance for your car and your home, etc. Just in case you need skills that are insurance. Now, Mesh News is a zero-profit production. And you can find out more about us at meshnews.org. And I recommend watching our annual documentary, 2030 Vision. You can find it at the front page of our website. That's meshnews, M-E-S-H-N-E-W-S dot -E org. Now, if you take anything away from this podcast, I want you to understand, like gospel, it's not red versus blue, brown versus white, LGBTQ versus breeders, or you versus your neighbors. It's always been and always will be the haves versus the have-nots. You are the only thing that's real. Narratives are the delusions. Fear, love, and time is the only currency. I'm Stephen Beckman, and I hope this message finds you as I broadcast from San Diego from deep inside the filter bubble. <laughs>